0: I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's
1: really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of... Oh, was that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the Value Pack. And we are back. Welcome, welcome, one and all. To another episode of the value pack. We don't have a lot of stuff today. I'm just going to go ahead and say that we don't have a lot of stuff today. There's not too much stuff going on. The couple things that are going down, we are definitely going to talk about, but there's just not that much going on this week, honestly. So, uh, we're just going to get right into the comments. Thanks everybody for, uh, answering the question last week. Uh, if you missed it for whatever reason. I was asking for people to let us know like what guild they were in and what type of guild it was because I was interested in the demographic of our viewers. Uh, didn't get that many replies unfortunately, but thanks to the people that did. Um, psycho, sicko, I'm guessing psycho. Psycho says 275, 275, 303, 62 zerk from EU here. Always been in a guild called Casual, which Omega oh, Lol uh mainly staying in there because of the requirement of mandatory node wars per week in the better guilds lol can't always tell if i have time to attend keep up the great work that's a scary zerker that is a very very scary zerker how much uh how much AP does uh a springer have
0: uh i think during the i don't i don't want to say for sure cuz i don't know but i'm pretty sure during the bsl in his run where he was killing everybody he already was like 280 Oh holy fuck! Okay.
1: Yeah, I well think. then, EU Kai apparently. Um, Itaru, Itaru, I'm guessing. Uh, says Valkyrie stream with a Mu win. We had a Valkyrie stream like a long time ago, like when we were first getting started. Uh, we could definitely do another one. Things have changed, probably. I don't keep up with Valkyrie things, but uh, <laughs> I'd love to have a Mu on for sure. He's probably the best Valk, uh, probably in the world. Honestly, that dude's insane.
0: Yeah, he's a very good foul. It'd be cool to have him on. (coughs) He offended me, me, though, because he didn't know who I am, even though I was in his guild for three months.
1: Feels bad. (laughs) Uh, Supermaster33 says, hey, I was in Messerim for a while back, but I left for a a life-skilled guild called Satek Trading Co. I know that guild. I declare war on them all the time because they grind in my spots. Tell your people to fuck out my spots. Um, also mess room, yeah, that's cool. That's uh my uh, my friend uh, my friend Zeus's guild, so that's cool that you were in there for a while. Shepherd says the shepherd one one two says I hate to pester you guys, but I think a guest you guys should have on is Shaky Bay. Whether you like him or not, as many don't, I think it's a mark of a good podcast when they can have controversial people on and get that person's perspective. Not that I love Shaky Bay, but it's come up in the past, and it never seems to be can never seems to be seriously considered. Great podcast as usual, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, and then Frosty already replied to this that uh, we're not afraid of bringing on people that we love or hate. Uh, we- that's definitely something that we can do. Um, I think the thing is, is Musa just hasn't had a lot going on for it in a long time, right? So it's kind of like uh, I don't know. It's just been very stagnant. So. There's kind of other classes that we like to get to first. I don't yeah. have much against Shaky Bay. Um didn't like him back in the day because uh some drama that was going on between his old guild and my old guild, but I don't really I don't I'm not one to hold grudges except against Pulse. Fuck Pulse.
0: But uh I I've not it, done my research on Shaky Bay at all. All I know is that he gets memed on a lot. I I don't really know why. I I haven't well, looked into it. Too first much. thing you
1: should know is Akihiko Kaiba beat Shaky Bay in one v1 using plus five Grunel. So that's the first thing you should know.
0: What class is Akihiko?
1: Uh Warrior. Yeah. Makes sense. It was pretty funny though, the whole time. <laughs> Just if you watch the video, I'll link you the video, because it was actually a really funny video that Aki did. But he was streaming at the time, and so Shaky Bay was getting mad that he was losing. And so he walked away from the arena and he was like, dude, he's using full boss gear. I don't have full boss gear and I can't fight him because he's using full boss gear. It was just hilarious. Oh no. <laughs> like he just faded in the picture of his gear with plus five crew. <laughs> it was goddamn hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really have anything against Shaky. Uh, And I agree. People uh, controversial people should have their, their chance as well to have a word in so
0: yeah i'm he not opposed to it. we definitely we, i i think Resler said in the beginning that he would like to have him on at some point yeah yeah
1: i think that may have been more of a meme but <laughs> oh
0: well maybe i mean i'm, I'm i can't I'm remember the event.
1: context but yeah we'll we'll see we'll see we have a lot of guests lined up
0: uh actually my or... my hope is that there's someone in the community like that that hates my guts and we could bring them on because i think that'd be fun <laughs> I'm all for it.
1: Yeah. We have a lot of guests lined up, but we can definitely, once we kind of get an open spot, we can definitely talk to him and see if he would want to come on. Chris Klotz says, I would love if they take away all the pushback slash away from the Sork PVE ability so that we could grind Aukman and stuff like that, just so we have more spots to go to, not
0: just Histria. Yeah. Knockbacks are the worst. Oh, well, like the float. Well, yeah. I mean, you can grind stars then now. Yeah, Those monsters can't be CC'd, it's actually really <clears throat> nice. And Sacrea, both of those spots are pretty good. Obviously, I mean, they both require more gear than <laughs> It does, so there's that. But yeah, dude, you don't want to be an Achman, man, The place is boring.
1: The Shepherd 112 says, could we, see a, could we see Frosty do a node war from his perspective? Seen him grind, but I don't think we've ever seen his node war potential. Yeah, so we're going to be working uh, over the next couple like weeks, we're going to be working on trying to get different, we're basically going to be changing how we do things. Uh, I'm not going to get too into it because it's boring and I don't think anybody really cares. But one of the results of these changes that we're going to be trying to do is we're going to be trying to give you guys more variety in what you're looking at on the screen. Um, and... We're hoping that we can get more Frosty stuff. Frosty just upgraded his internet the other day just for the podcast so that he can upload his own footage easier because before it would take like three days to upload an hour's worth of footage. Yeah. So uh, he's trying to we're we're trying to do that. We're also going to try and uh, get like guest footage. So we tend to have on a lot of people that are either streamers and or YouTubers. And we're going to try to get some of their footage as well for the background so that you can see kind of what they do right in the uh, podcast while we're talking about whatever we're talking about. So we're going to try and yeah. get some more variety going. Um, obviously can't guarantee anything, but we are aware that uh, people want to see different things. So we're going to try and do the best that we can.
0: Um. Right, <clears> now, <throat> right now my guild is in a castle and we, we fought Amadai yesterday against snake. And I was, uh, I was planning on recording until I realized that that's what was going to happen. <laughs> and then I was like, well, you're going to be basically watching us V into a castle and die as soon as we come out of V for two hours. So that wasn't going to be fun. But I recorded a little bit this week of just PvP on Arsha and some BA stuff, but that's it. Uh, I'll get a Node War eventually if there's a good one. Yep.
1: Uh, Justin P. Martin says, I think things zero counterplay doesn't mean it's not fun. It's just as long as each class has something that's basically uncounterable. Can you guys have a DK? I really want to hear a good DK. Explain to me how DK is not the shittiest class, even at 280 AP. Well,
0: 281 AP, it starts to really shine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yes, we will have a DK one day. I promise. I have some people in mind that I would love to have on the show. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean DK is definitely like it has its struggles there's no doubt. It's just uh I mean really good DKs do well still but you know a little buff here and there wouldn't wouldn't hurt anybody I don't think. Yeah for sure.
1: Um as far as the counterplay things goes I I think that's super unhealthy for the game honestly. If every class had something that's basically uncounterable that sounds like cancer. <laughs> I I don't know about that one, Chief. I'm going to be real
0: with you. I mean, Um, I feel like every class does have something already. At least that's, like, maybe not completely uncounterable, but semi. Like, I don't know. If you also include rage, like... Maybe like Zerker's 100% is hard to counter. Tamer's 100% is hard to counter. Ninjas' whole kit is hard to counter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of Ninjas is Zork, hard to counter. Sork's
0: <laughs> 50% BSR is pretty uncounterable. So I mean I, I feel like every class has something, or almost every class does. So yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: T Barnes 93 says, "Man up, Siege Guild." I think oh, we have nice. a lot of people that watch from Siege Guild, so I think that's a very common thing. Um, Austin at Laster says, like his ideas about Sork nerfs, which seemed like it would remove a lot of the frustration with Sork, Guild rests Blexa to public.
0: I don't love the idea about Sork nerfs. Uh, I'm a Sork now, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, Frosty, he went from Tamer to Sork. Who would have guessed? Hey, I lasted
0: so. three and a half weeks on the Tamer, which is actually yeah? pretty good.
1: Does your wife know how much you spend on reroll coupons? I am not married. Are your girlfriends sorry. Uh
0: I am not married. Next question.
1: <laughs> she doesn't need to know about my finances. We're not married
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: Goodenjunk says, "You know I'm in DNA and we do T1 hards. No PA adds a different element to PvP since engages aren't 100% around it being up or not. Tactics change, and other tools like speed spell become a useful factor. Even though I lose a bit of AP, it forces you to change your approach and focus more on executing your plans/slash calls."
0: Yeah, that sounds fun.
1: Yeah. know I,
0: I mean, I, it, it helps with the AP caps, right?
1: Yeah. I always thought that the T1 scene is super interesting because basically whenever people like whenever we talk about like, well, what would happen if you removed PA, right? And then it's like you can kind of look to that as an example, even though I understand that it's not there's not 270 and 280 AP people in T1 Node Wars because it brings it down. I think the highest is like, what's the highest, like 260 or something? Or like 255 uh, or something?
0: something? Yeah, it's like around soft cap.
1: Yeah, like, hard is, like, 260 or something, I think, so...
0: And it includes hidden AP, too. So it's nerfing your crystals and everything.
1: So, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know. I I thought whenever they were doing T1s, they were doing it to test what would happen if they kind of, like, made things more even in Nodors, but they haven't really done anything with it since, so who knows? Maybe they just wanted it to be that way just for T1s only. Um... Marshall Cure says, hey guys, another great podcast with an awesome guest. At 3.09 when Res accidentally hit Steam, I felt that, lol. Do that all the time with my programs on my taskbar. Yeah, it happens more often than it probably should. I think I have something wrong with my brain. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I do. I actually, Steam specifically, I hit it every single Saturday when I'm trying to open TeamSpeak because the icon looks similar. <laughs> oh team speak for siege yeah for siege so i try to open Uh, team speak instead open steam i'm like no no no! please don't start updating something ah (laughs) yeah right
1: (laughs) you have to you basically have to hit the uh, benefits of not having steam on your ssd it actually takes like 10 seconds for it to open for my computer so i can hit the cancel button before it actually opens up steam (laughs) so that's always nice um Reno, Rhino, not sure how to say his name. He says, to answer the question of the video, I'm GM of the guild dethrone on EU. We are arguably top three castle siege guild, depends on who you ask. Ain't that the truth? Uh, Now for my wall of text comment. Don't think the EU siege scene is dead. It's lacking some guilds, but I think the biggest issue for the siege scene is that there's no point in actually making a siege guild. You can just be a small scale guild and all merc into some random guild and go siege. At least that's how it is here in EU. There are very few siege guilds that are actually a true siege guild, as a lot of times over half the members in the guilds are mercs. Some would agree with Heaton's point on how the guilds haven't really improved, but more just guilds above them have died. Wouldn't say it's 100% like that, the guilds for sure have improved. Just take my guild for example, we went from a Serendia guild that died, then we did a merge with a T3 node war guild, became a guild that was a bit too strong for Balanos, but a bit too weak for Serendia. Uh, staying as a core group, focusing more on good recruitment and trying to improve the utility and general strength, we grew into a top three siege guild. Enemy and resilience disbanding had a small part in how we climbed, but we really didn't get members from them. We were still climbing before they disbanded, but we did go from top five to top three because the top two disbanded. uh mm-hmm. Uh, Okay. Uh, although when Resilience died, our strength wasn't too far away from them, gear-wise and skill-wise, so I can say that if they didn't disband, we would still probably have climbed up to be very close to them. Siege Scene is for sure alive, at least for my guild. We haven't gone a single week without a fight, not always a good fight, either Mega by Merc guilds or fighting a weaker guild, but if politics work out, we usually have fun. I feel most people that call Siege Scene 100% dead are people in small skill guilds that Merc and Balan of Serendia and just smash people or the rare event of going castle with a massive merc alliance and just smashing people. I feel like when, or parentheses if they cap the amount of mercs you can bring to Siege, this will actually force the players that want to Siege to actually join a Siege guild, which will make more guilds. Sorry for the wall of text. These are just the thoughts of a GM of one of the top Siege guilds in EU. Holy fuck.
0: Take a deep breath. (sighs) Take a deep breath. First of all, I thought it was so interesting that there's a... Like, it's different from NA because, like, the whole, like, we're too strong for Balanos, but too weak for Serendia is such an interesting line to me. Yeah, I know, right? Considering in NA, Balanos and Serendia are the exact same thing. Yeah, they're the exact same. Like, the same guilds kind of swap between them every week. Um, Yeah. So, well, there you go. From a different perspective. It's not completely... Yeah, there's some things that would help. I mean, it's unfortunate how hard it is already to recruit people and get people into the guild and the fact that I don't know, man, I I've been sitting on this thing since I threw it out there last week. If guilds were capped at fifty people, how healthy it'd actually be for the game to just spread the love around to a different guilds. Because but
1: wouldn't so here's my thing, and I, I meant to say this last week, but uh-huh. I just
0: kinda didn't for whatever
1: reason. Wouldn't people just like split their guild into two guilds and then just drop on every node with an alliance.
0: Yeah, probably for the first like month or two, but eventually like the alliances would die or leadership would have drama. They'd want to do their own thing. Like, uh, I don't want to place there. Why do I have to place there with them again? And you're also splitting your money when you do that. Like, I don't know. I just think it would distribute people along among all these smaller guilds and maybe create new guilds. And, how epic would T1, T2, and T3 wars be if you almost double the amount of guilds that are out there? Yeah. That'd be crazy. I don't uh,
1: know. I don't I don't disagree with the idea, but I, I need to I need to sit on it longer yeah. and really You're think right, about though, it.
0: At first it would be just alliances, but I feel like eventually it'd taper off because it's kind of a lot of work.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um wait, there's something wait, that I'm gonna you'd,
0: to... you'd also have the drama of like. Let's say if top 50 Black Rose people kicked out the bottom 50, are those people going to want to alliance or are they going to feel like, what the fuck, why am I not in the actual Black Rose? Fuck these guys. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I don't know. Depends on if they lift, bro. Or if they kick them for being a Kuno or something. You know, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> uh, shit, there was something that I wanted to comment on in here, but now I can't fucking find... Fu- oh, Merking. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the Merk system now. Um, liked it at first. Thought it was really good. Now here we are, like a good while after it's been implemented, and I'm not actually sure how I feel about it. Mm. I don't. I don't know. I. I actually. Can't, I. I. The lines are starting to blur for me whether it's actually good for the game or not. Honestly,
0: with the caps, it's really good. I think I'm with Rhino Arena. I, I think that it needs a cap in Siege as it well. It needs a
1: cap on Siege. Yeah. That's the big thing. I
0: mean, even if it's a little bit high, what is the cap for T4 now? 10? Or 8?
1: Eight, uh, 8 or 10 or something? No, I'm pretty sure should... it's like 15.
0: Is it? Whatever the yeah. case, the Siege cap should be at least what the T4 cap is. It should be the same. Yeah.
1: I think 20. 20 should be the cap for Siege, because that is a solid fifth of your guild. Like, there's no way you should have any more than 20 Mercs, honestly. Like and I know that that makes things harder or you know more unfair for people that like to siege but don't like to be in a siege guild. Uh-huh. Uh but I I don't know. I just don't think that the merc system as it is now in reference to siege is actually healthy for siege. I'm 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 unconvinced of that at this point. Um so I don't know. I I think something needs to change. Probably the easiest thing would just to be to apply a cap to
0: Siege. Okay. Well, how do you feel about it in Node Wars? How, um, how it currently is. I don't
1: mind it in Node Wars because of the caps, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So before the caps, I was really frustrated because it was like, ah, well, you know, we fought fucking Kaokai, and it's another day where Kaokai's half of their guild is goddamn Mercs. Mm. So, you know, that's really frustrating. But now there's caps, so it's like, I, it, it, i'm more bothered now by the people who use mercs as an excuse whenever they lose they, they <laughs> yeah. lose a t2 node war and they're like ah well they had mercs it's like yeah dude the, the cap on t2 node war for mercs is like eight people or some shit like five to eight people or something like that is not why you lost <laughs> Yeah. Like,
0: what the, are you saying i still think they need to make um I think the merc system is really cool, especially because mercing is fun. Like, if you've ever merced, it's it's just fun. It's fun to be in someone else's guild for just a couple hours and fight with them and it's, like, kind of an awesome experience and you meet new people and have friends and it's fun. But then, um, mm-hmm. it sucks. I still think it sucks that siege guilds can't merc. And even if there was some, like, I, I just wish they could, like, even just for fun. Like, with the caps, I don't think it'd be that bad. And just make it, like, maybe they can't get money. So if you're doing it, you don't... If they're in a castle, you can't pay them. You could just bring them into Merc to have fun. I just yeah. feel like it sucks that if you're on a castle, you don't get to PvP for a whole week.
1: Yeah, they, they need to allow people in castles to do something. What that is, I'm unsure. Merking could definitely be an option on the table. But the fact that you... Getting a castle, which is essentially like the goal in the game, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a PvPer, if you're a PvPer, your goal is to join a PvP guild, become a really good siege guild, and then to own a castle, and then progress through the castles, right? You want to start at Balenos Cerdia, then go Calpheon, then Medina, then Valencia, right? That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. And it's like you actually get punished for completing those goals, though. Like in a way, right? I mean, you get money, which is nice, and you get like free advertisement, but. You don't get to do anything. You don't get to experience content. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. If if there was something to do while you owned castles, Man Up might still be, like, Old Man Up might still be alive today. Like, Licari might still be playing this game because they could actually do something and they wouldn't be sitting there doing nothing for 52 weeks straight, right? I think Hex would have killed them still.
0: <laughs> Hex would have killed them. Dude, I, all right. Here, I have this idea. What about... On, Mon- or on Tuesday and Wednesday, there's two nodes on Tuesday and Wednesday. One node, if you're in a castle, calfion Valencia, and Media you can place on Tuesday and Thursday on one of these nodes and you can fight the other castle guilds. And then the other node on both of those days, if you're in Balanos or Serendia, you can place and fight the people on Balanos and Serendia. They can 1v1. At least so they have something to do. Yeah. I think that'd be fun as hell.
1: Something like that, yeah. I always thought, why is there not a second siege? So here's the idea that I had forever ago, whenever they first brought out Camisilv, mm-hmm. and uh, they said that Camisilv wasn't going to have node wars in it. I was like, you need to make that a second siege. So whoever owns Valencia, Mediah, and Caltheon on Saturday can place in Camisilv on Sunday oh, yeah, and yeah. do like a normal node war to get like more money and have an, uh, an extra fight and stuff like that. Like it's just they they need to be able to do something just something like it right. doesn't really matter what it's just the fact that that you don't get to do anything while you're in a siege guild or in a in a castle in a siege guild yeah. it's like I don't know i I don't know there's a reason people before they implemented the apprentice system there's a reason people were literally leaving their guild while they owned a the castle. Like, sure, part of it was definitely for, like, money and politics or whatever, but it was also because they were bored just sitting in a castle.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So, I don't know. Something, someday.
1: Something, someday. Maybe after they finish all the PvE stuff. Um, Infrax it says, intro is playing, and I already leave a like for the guest. Yeah, Infrax was, I think he was the person in Discord mm-hmm. who uh, was, like, you guys should have on a uh, EU person. I think that was him, or maybe it was somebody else. I can't remember. But yeah. So, and we'll have more EU people on in the future as well. I think next week maybe. 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 No guarantees, but yeah. maybe we have another EU guest next week. Maybe. Don't get your hopes up, but it is definitely a possibility. It's something that we're trying to work out right now. So. Alright, that's it for the comments. Thanks, everybody, for leaving a comment. Make sure you leave a comment on this episode as well. Uh, And thanks for the people that uh, were talking about their guilds. Very interesting to kind of get a glimpse into the guilds that our viewers are in. So, Um, moving on. We, like I said, we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about today. Uh, We tried to find some stuff. We got a couple things, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't that much. So, what we were going to do... if you're not in the Discord, first of all, what are you doing with your life? Second of all, you wouldn't know this, but we have a topic suggestion channel, which first and foremost, there's way too much conversation going on in there and I'm about to start moderating it very heavily. People need to stop talking in the topic suggestion channel because it makes it very difficult to find topic suggestions. Um we decided that the topics that people are suggesting that we don't think we can make like full conversations out of, but are still decent questions, We're going to go through all of those. So um, I don't have the names of the people who put all of these because that just would take too much time. I just copy pasted a bunch of them. But we're going to go through some of these things real quick things in the topic suggestion channel in the community discord that can't be full topics, but definitely are decent questions. So first we got which time period of PVP was most exciting slash enjoyable frosty.
0: Uh, This one's super simple for me. The week that we got the second set of Rabam skills, so we had all of our absolutes and Rabam skills, Sork, that was like the most fun Sork has ever felt in the whole game of all time, ever. Yeah. You can see, there's a clip, I'd have to go back and find it, but there's a clip of Masilis that, where he, he's in BA and he's testing Engulfing Shadow, because before the CC changes, it had a stun. So he'd stun someone and then combo them, float them, whatever. Do like an actual combo, and that was like the first time ever that Sork had a, an actual combo. Because before you, <laughs> your goal was basically knock him down with Turnback Slash or Dream of Doom, and then just Violation over and over. So then it was like, holy shit, we have a real combo. This is so much fun. So yeah, yeah. that I loved it, man. And and outside of the Warrior Valk matchup, I felt like Sork could literally be any class, even Mystics. Sorry to say it orcs, but we could kill mystics. <laughs> uh,
1: I think for me, it was probably whenever I came back to the game, uh, all the awakenings uh, were coming out. And I so I was playing Warrior when Warrior Awakening out came out. And then after all the awakenings came out, I decided to re-roll to Zerker. Uh, I was a Zerker at launch, but then I had re-rolled Warrior at some point. So I decided to re-roll back to Zerker because I liked the awakening. And that was insanely fun because it was that weird time period where everybody was still trying to figure out their awakenings. And uh, I don't know. It was just it was a lot of fun. I, I have so many good memories from that point in time where it was like we had all these amazing abilities that were absolutely insane. But nobody was like a god at their class yet. So it was like a bunch of newborn baby deers like trying to figure out how to run. It was it was so much fun.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm actually sad I missed that because like the thought of already like knowing your class super well and then just this whole thing completely changes it and relearning it sounds so fun to me, although probably frustrating in some aspects, but fun.
1: Yeah, it was so fun. I have a video. So I'm a a long time ago. I made a video. Uh, It was basically just a simple video of a GVG with uh, my old guild Fire Nation from back in the day and uh i still go back and watch it every once in a while and just like look at like how bad i am on zerker (laughs) but like i just remember how much fun i was having and it's like i don't know a lot of that is lost on me now i mean i can't say that i'm not having fun now but now it's more about like i need to perfect everything that i'm doing right because i'm trying to be a really good player everyone knows your
0: openings too you don't get to win just by playing yeah so it's like back then I was just like oh
1: dude look at this ability it's so cool and then now I'm like okay I can't use that ability here because that's not the smartest thing to do I got to use this ability and then go over here it's like way more calculated and less about like you know oh dude look at the animation on this this is insane you know <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying so I don't know that was that was a really fun uh that was a really fun time for me um So uh, this person says, uh, it was a huge comment. I just took out one part of it. Basically, he says that maybe a nice change to have would be to have a fort limit on nodes. Frosty.
0: Yeah, this one, we talked about it for a split second before we started recording. I actually didn't even know there was not a limit. I thought there was, but Reslar informed me it's just due to the spacing in the nodes. Um, Yeah,
1: there has to be like 300 distance between node forts or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah.
0: A fort limit would be cool. My only thing is, like, what number would it be? Because some of the most fun I've had, Rezlar, when we were in Hex, like, early on, like, some of those eight fort node wars on mm-hmm. T2s were so much fun. So, I don't know. I feel like six to eight. Six, six to eight like is Like, more probably... than that's too much?
1: Yeah. More than that, and it just becomes... Like cancer, honestly. A
0: bunch of T one, T two guilds lying to each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that uh, that's not a bad change. I don't know how much that really helps things, because uh, I mean, let's just be honest. There's just not a ton of guilds right now, right? Like when you see a, a f- when you see a node with like five guilds on it, you're like, oh, holy shit, that's a fucking party going on. You know what I'm saying? Like that just doesn't happen very much anymore. I just think there's a lack of node war guilds, which to Frosty's benefit, maybe is a, is a, is a point to make for his idea of making caps lower than 100. So 50, I man,
0: know. I mean, shit, even mm-hmm. 75, it would also, yeah. wouldn't it also like, Uh, eh, I don't know. I feel like it would also make it much less of a lag slash clusterfuck when two guilds run into each other. If the most you can even have there is 50 or 75.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean that's true, but you also got to remember there's going to be double the amount of guilds on the node. So now instead of two guilds running into each other, two hundred man guilds, there's going to be four fifty man guilds.
0: Right, right. But they're but likely they won't all be on the screen at the same time, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I see what you're saying. I don't know.
0: It, I still think that. I mean, there's no way. There's no way they'd do it because it would be splitting up friends and stuff. So it'd be hard. Like I don't know how they'd implement that because a lot of people would probably be pissed. Hmm. But long term, um, it'd be cool kind of
1: wish that we had some pve or pvp tower like in blade and soul higher floor the better reward you get after each maintenance slash season frosty
0: so no maintenance or season but uh of blood is this and while the first five levels didn't look that great when it first came out the rest actually looks super fun um if you watch Kimo go to Kimmo's YouTube and watch his Ultra Blood levels eight and nine and, and keep in mind like Kimo's the least geared of those three players and he's like six ten gear score <laughs> and they actually like kind of struggle with that last round. So it looks fun. Ultra blood is three person wave defense where at at a certain point an actual boss comes out and attacks you guys, not the towers, while mobs are still running at the towers. So it looks fun mm-hmm. as hell. I don't know how yeah. good the rewards are. They actually buffed them recently, and they gave like one-time rewards. You get a hundred stack if you beat all nine levels, um, the first time, and fifty Kafra stones, which is kind of cool. But yeah, they have a bunch of RNG drops, so who knows? So you could get a pen armor, pen green armor. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is cool, man. Because yeah. if you get that, I mean, I'd probably devour it, depending on what piece it is, because that's a free seventy-five stack. Or 70 stack.
1: Yeah, they're they're coming out with more PvE stuff, which is really it's really good. I think it's good for the game, honestly. Um 104 rituals for enhancing frosty.
0: Um I have this fucking weird this weird now it doesn't apply to when I go for Tet, but when I'm going for Pride Duo Try where I'm actually like in control of what stack I use, I almost always use an odd number stack. I have a, I feel like I get good luck. <laughs> with odd number of stacks and for whatever reason i am so rng carried on weapons and armor at 29 stacks going for try i know that's super fucking low but for whatever reason i have a really positive rate on 29 stacks i do not recommend it though to anybody please do not torture yourself with that but yeah what about you i don't i don't do anything like um, music or go to a certain place i just try to hit it yeah so the I, am,
1: I am a i'm a very firm believer in stereo sand for tri yellow accessories um but it has to be tri yellow accessories what's stereo uh, sand stereo sand. oh God. the dragon ball Z yeah so firm believer in that uh other tinfoils foils that i do personally i don't really have that much uh, i do have a very firm belief that when i am trying to make a fail stack, The second my brain thinks, oh, I can just get it for one more, I stop because (laughs) I I have a very firm tinfoil that every time my brain thinks just one more, that's the one that's going to go. So I just stop. I
0: hate that feeling, dude. I know. It's it's the the worst. worst. It's the worst, dude. It's the worst. Um, Somehow the game knows where you're trying to stop, too, and it always fucks you on the one right before it, dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I used to be a place, uh, tinfoiler, like enhancing place, but, uh, I kind of gave up on it. Wasn't seen, didn't seem to work very well for me. Um, yeah, I tried, uh, uh, I'm not that much of a music person either, uh, aside from stereo saying, so I don't really God. do that. Uh, the, in my old guild, they had a lot of different tinfoils like that. The whole guild shared. One of them was, um, server fail stacks. So obviously you can see people oh, yeah. failing. You can see people failing like when they fail their enhancements, right? If you don't have it turned off on like the top of your screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what they would do is somebody was attempting something difficult like a tet or something. We would all sit there and we would watch the people failing all their tets. And basically we would like we wouldn't like literally count, but we would basically sit there and wait for like 20 people to fail in a row. And then we would say, the server stack is high, hit it, hit it, hit it. <laughs> so it was like a, it was like a little tinfoil that we had about that. Uh, of course, the, also the opposite of that is a very popular one as well that a lot of people do, the, uh, the window, right? That's the one that a lot of people share. I know Mina talks about it as well, that, that was the, enhancement, the enhancement window
0: is open, you know? Fro would do that too. He'd be like, all right, the. If you want to get it every time, the moment you see a try, you have to hit it like that second. A try succeed yeah. on the server, so that way, like, because you're in window. Hold on, I gotta yeah, move the- my fan real quick. I'll be right back. Two seconds.
1: Yeah, you gotta move this fan. Yeah, the enhancement window is a pretty popular one as well. Um, I did try different musics. I tried uh like uh, uh what was it called? Um, Knights of Sidonia. I okay. tried that. I tried uh what was another one that I tried? I tried BFG Division from Doom. Which that house? was actually a Music? mistake. No. Uh it didn't. Well, uh actually Knights of Sedonia did. I've hit a couple things on Knights of Sidonia. I love that song. Um which Knights of Sedonia is just a fantastic song, so I actually just listened to it like normally. But uh yeah, doing BFG Division was actually a mistake because BFG Division is one of the hardest songs I've ever heard in my life. And uh, it just fills you with a lot of confidence. And so whenever you fail the first time, if you don't turn it off immediately, you'll just keep listening to it. And you're just like, I could probably do it again. And so with that, (laughs) this is exactly what happened to me. This is how I blew up my ogre a while back. Failed a Tet Ogre on a backup. And then I just left the music playing because I was just enjoying it. And then all of a sudden it like, it dropped again. Or like the drop was coming rather. And I was just sitting there like, you know what, I bet you it'll go this time. And so I bought another ogre and I I tried to enhance my uh, my ogre that I was wearing and blew that up as well. So, oh, yeah, yeah that, one, that one was a little rough, but still love that song, though. It's a good song. What were you doing when you um, had your Ted Ogre? I don't have a Ted Ogre. <laughs> That's what I thought. I have a rental necklace currently.
0: <laughs> I don't I know why, bored. actually. I thought you had a Ted Ogre. Wait, what Ted accessories no. do you have? You have a Crescent and...
1: I have a Tet Crescent, a Tet Bassi, and a Vel's Heart. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: Yeah. Still pretty um, good. Uh, the fact that BDO doesn't have a player-to-player trade system and capped marketplace prices. Frosty.
0: Yeah. um, I actually really, really like the current central market as it is. There are, like, some little things I would change. Like, I kind of wish sharps and hards, the max price, you can increase it a little bit. Right now, it's capped. So, Reza, I don't know if you noticed these. Um, when you go to an item now, you can see at the top that blue arrow or the red mm-hmm. arrow at the bottom. That is the min and max, like, cap. That means that it, like, can't go up or it can't go down any further when it has that, oh, that okay. arrow. So, like, sharps are capped at 3.6. Which is cool, but I feel like when they sell out, it sucks because if it went up to four, people would be incentivized to sell them more, you know? Instead of just hold. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people I think that just hold on to I have, I don't know when the next time I'm going to enhance an item, but I have like 250 sharps and my next item's going to be an armor piece and I'd probably sell the sharps if they were worth more than 3.6. Yeah, right. So, But outside of that, like, I, I like it and the trade thing I mean I would love trading if people weren't pieces of shit and there <laughs> weren't like gold sellers and stuff that kind of fuck the economy of games and cause a, a lot more scamming than we currently have in BDO yeah so yeah I'm kind of cool if they're not being trading to be honest
1: yeah I, I'm i pretty much the same like I really wish there was like trading in this game but I, they're they basically had to make a decision: do we allow gold sellers to be in our game or not? And they decided not. So I mean, that's really the only way to stop them, actually. At least you know, I don't know. I haven't put that much thought into it, but that's the easiest way to stop them, certainly. Did, did you ever so. play
0: Diablo 2? I forget. No, never so played Diablo in, 2. In Diablo 2, there's this ring. I'm I'm going back to Diablo 2 Classic. Like uh, there was a ring called Stone of Jordan, and basically it was like a really good ring. It Gave like plus one to all your skills, whatever. It's like every, or every, almost every class could use it. So that ring was currency. So if you had a Stone of Jordan, an extra one, you could literally trade it for any item in the game one to one. And then Lord of Destruction came out, the expansion, and people figured out how to dupe. And because of duping, <laughs> it went from one stone of jordan would get you any item you want to you had to trade like 38 stones of jordan to get an item you wanted it was so fun and you had no idea if they were dupes like you were just using them as money like you you didn't need 38 stones of jordan it was just currency but because people duped so much people just had like hundreds of them it was so fucking dumb
1: yeah um Discuss pet functions and how useful each one is. Find resources, detect hostiles, taunts, desert resist, etc. Frosty.
0: Uh, all right. So the the hostile detection, I think, is might be the only one that has any value. Maybe the gathering resource one. I actually don't even really know how it works. It it pings resources, right?
1: No, that's the that's the find resources. The find resources and the extra resources is oh, different. Oh, Right.
0: Right. Right. Okay, the find resource one maybe has some use. I don't know. Is it hard to find resources? I feel like if you know what you're looking for, it's not.
1: Uh, It might be hard if you're like a new player.
0: Yeah. I mean, the gathering amount on like the, the groundhog is fucking dope. Yeah. That one's so good. Uh, I also think the desert fox is useful, though. Do you? The resist? That thing the does resist not if work. If you grind
1: not- in the desert a lot, yeah.
0: Dude, it gives me no no resist ever. I have <laughs> I have a desert fox. Granted, it's only tier three, so maybe that's why I'm getting fucked. But I literally always have a desert debuff on me, a hundred percent of the time. Like I will pour out of Histria with the 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 exit, and then immediately right click a traveler's map to go to Sandgrain, and I have a desert debuff on me for that one second. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me, dude? What the hell? Um, I don't know Feels the others. Bad. The others are like, oh, I guess like the passive ability from polar bears, dope. The extra weight and like the dragon yeah. gives extra HP.
1: Uh, and I was gonna point out, uh, like obviously this isn't useful for everybody, but the penguin, the auto fishing reduction, oh, yeah, really nice.
0: The polar bear. Well, actually, I bred my polar bear with the penguin, so my polar bear has the auto fishing. Oh uh, yeah which is yeah.
1: so polar bears have weight which is useful penguins have uh auto uh fish reduction if you fish a lot then that's very useful um the find resources is okay if you don't know what you're looking for the the uh detect hostiles is probably the most useful one honestly just being straight up Uh like that's probably the most useful one out of all the pet functions honestly
0: if you're focused on the ecology, I guess the knowledge gain chance and stuff from the birds is good.
1: Yeah. Well, create a new pet function. Frosty, go. Uh.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of one. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I got one. Your pet, your pay-to-win pet. It costs a hundred. It costs a thousand or uh ten thousand pearls. Thousand dollars. No, ten thousand pearls. <laughs> so a hundred bucks. And this pet, if you get it to tier four, has a twenty percent chance to increase your accessory drop from base to prior duo when you pick it up the first time. I was. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. How
1: cool would it be if they uh, made a pet that acted as a bag, so you could put stuff on him,
0: like a like a taxidermied pet. <laughs> that you no. Stuff.
1: Like you could have, like, say you could uh, have like a little uh, loot goblin as a pet, and he has he carries around a little bag oh. that you can put items in and shit.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they could. Like find Like that an would item. be pretty cool. They could monetize that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I was I was thought that would be kind of cool. Um, does having know. an anime profile pic automatically make you wrong, Frosty? Uh,
0: it's. This one's hard. It's a touchy subject because uh, I actually have been taking notice of this kind of recently where whenever I'm in voice in Discord with like 15, 16 people, I'm like, okay, 13 of these grown ass men have female anime pictures as their profile. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about it. It's just an observation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it it definitely makes you potentially wrong. I'll say that. You definitely have to question what they're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like it doesn't automatically make you wrong, but it automatically makes you questionable. That's for sure. Yeah. Like if somebody with just a picture of themselves tells me like, uh, oh, hey, uh, you know, you, 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 they tell me some shit I don't believe. I don't know what example to give, but they tell me some shit that might be questionable. Like if they're like, oh hey, uh, often spawns in five minutes, and I'm like, well, I don't go to often very much, but I don't think that's true, right? <laughs> You're lying. It, if somebody, if somebody with a normal picture says that to me, I might be more inclined to believe them than somebody with an anime picture, because yeah. I'd be like, wait, I don't know, if, I don't know if I can trust you, because already you've broken our trust because you have some weird shit as your picture. And I'm a weeb, and I think that's weird, so yeah. I don't know. Makes, I don't
0: know how to feel about that. Makes total sense, <laughs> dude. I, I'm not judging. I'm just, it's just an observation. I've noticed there's a lot. And it's always girls. It's always female. No one likes any of the male characters in anime. That's not. I true. would be
1: less bothered if it was a guy. I think I would be less bothered if it was guys with guy anime profile pictures.
0: I feel like, though, the, that the guys with girl anime profile pictures would judge the guys with guy anime profile pictures.
1: I mean, they probably would. That's the irony. The whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's what are you, What are you going to do? Yeah. It's very, it's a complicated situation, anime profile pictures. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. So that's it for the topic suggestions. Uh, the, I don't know what we call that rundown. Sure. Let's call it that. Uh, next history of both. Frosty go. All
0: right. They're adding a new hallway that leads to a new set of three different rooms in history that all look like they are solid rotations that you could do solo. Um, I'm fucking excited, dude. And they need to do this to every good grind spot in the game. But (laughs) right now, history... Well, I mean, a simple solution, like I've been saying a million times, is just put a wall between main and side so it's not as efficient. But if you can't do that, then I guess just add three more rotations to the whole place. But, dude, it's actually huge. Like, if if you... Yeah, someone did, like, a little walkthrough video of it, and it's, like, a history itself, like, the actual area, the size of history is, like, double now. Hmm. So, if you were getting lost before, you're gonna be extra fucking lost now. Yeah, right. Because everything looks the same in there. Dude, I'm actually so excited for that change. I just... I, I still wish they would go through and retouch some of the trash loot at other places, so history wasn't, like, the best option. You know?
1: Yeah, like, uh, fucking, um, characon and shit.
0: Yeah, because one of the things, like, that makes history so good is that even on a bad hour, the average money's so good because the trash is valuable and you get scrolls and everything. And that's one of the things that makes, like, Star's End is really good if you're getting a an earring every couple hours. But if you go five, six hours without an earring, You've been making half the money people make in history on their bad hours. Right. So I, I do like, I like the idea. Like, Star's End, I actually wouldn't change because Star's End, the accessory is so valuable that it makes such a huge difference. Like, instantly being able to sell something for 300 mil, even if you get one every four hours, is like 66 extra mil per hour <laughs> just from that. Right. Eric. But, uh at some of the like Sacrea I think is a little bit I don't know, maybe maybe you just have to be super super geared and I'm not I'm not quite to that point, because it does recommend like super high AP, so we'll see. I don't know. Uh, yeah. but on a if you're you here to
1: hear first to folks, book uh buff manchums.
0: Yeah, no, actually I, <laughs> I, I do think manchums could use a little t- I, all the camera spots that are quote unquote high end, like Ronros, Mansions and Gyffen, I think all three of those spots could be buffed a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I, yeah. I I wouldn't mind a small buff to Manchums, but I I think it's fine where it is. Runerose definitely needs something.
0: Runerose like, Run Run
1: should be I feel like Runerose should be on par with Manchums and well. it's just not.
0: Yeah, I agree. Man, I mean Manchums isn't a weird uh yeah, Manchums is a good middle ground. You're right. The problem is is like if you're efficient at Manchums, you're probably already efficient at history. That's why I think that Manchums might need a little bit of a buff, not a lot, but maybe like what if you were guaranteed a cap stone every time you open the bundle yeah that would be a pretty significant buff that wouldn't be too op it would also make the voodoo scrolls worth a lot more right um
1: yeah i don't know something something should probably i i could see something happening to manshams but mainly i'm kind of like Every time somebody talks about maybe Manstrom should be buff, I kind of am like uh, Piotr whenever Polly's got that event buff, where I'm like, no, don't buff my spot. I like my spot. <laughs> Stay away from my spot.
0: Yeah. Dude, I, I actually love Polly's. I'm a little sick of it because I had to grind skill points on like eight classes I re-rolled to there, but <laughs> it's really cool that I can grind skill points and still make some money.
1: Yeah, well, too bad that's over now. Go fuck yourself. No, it's not <laughs> over.
0: The even without the double drop, it's actually still really good. Or the double respawn. The main rotation yeah. extension is super long. So, uh, yeah. actually, Runrose might get Ronros might get passively buffed by the the next topic. Yeah, these, that's true. Actually, these uh, capo- so all right, I want to preface this because it's actually really funny. So, there was this Russian post. It got released on the 25th of June. I think it was the 25th. And basically, it just didn't get translated until this last Friday. But the funny thing is, is like Friday, I think it was Friday morning. May have been Thursday morning. But Friday or Thursday morning, I was on with Rain. You remember Rain Sorrow, right? Yeah. So, I was on. Uh, someone hopped in the Discord. Is was like, hey, does anyone read Russian? this uh i want to know what this thing is saying about the shy because it's talking about their awakening weapons and i want to know what it says and rain is ukrainian and i was like dude i think rains could probably speak russian like send the link to him and and so he was like reading through it and he was going over all the shy stuff and basically that in a nutshell is the shy is not getting a dandy <clears throat> there's not gonna be a dandy for shy so hmm. um it's gonna supposedly according to the this Russian post it's going to have three different awakening weapons that have different like builds basically like s- specifications I don't know I don't right I, that's
1: like the drum or the loot yeah or the some, whatever. something
0: along those lines so anyway fast forward to so he's just reading through this thing and then he's reading about Roneros or he's reading about the Kaposha accessories and he's talking about enhancing Kaposha accessories and because it's kind of like You know, he's jumping back and forth because he's trying to translate it. So, it's not easy. So, the first thing he said was like, yeah, you're going to be able to enhance them and it says in the post that it's going to make all accessories prices go up. And I was like, why? That doesn't make any sense. And he's like going through it and he's like, oh, you're going to be able to melt gold accessories for this stone and then you could take this stone and trade it in for a Kaposha accessory and then you can smash them. And they'll they'll be able to enhance to be like borderline... Like below TET, not quite TET or pen, but better than tri-gold accessories. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that fucking makes sense. Because Ron Rose rings, like cadger uh, ring, all these things that are like super fucking low price, people are going to actually have to use now. So, I go, we go look at the market and we're, I was like, dude, what if you spent like a billion silver on these right now? Do you think the price would go up enough? And I was like... You know what? I'm going to just buy like a hundred, like three of us that are on Discord, just buy like a hundred. There were 16,000 on the market, right? Three or four of us buy like a hundred of them. And I swear two hours later, they were completely sold out. <laughs> like there was none on the market and there was like pre orders up for, there were like 30 or 40 pre orders up at max price. And I was like, oh my God. So right now, if we actually sold them at their current price, we would make, I would already make like a hundred mil. <laughs> um, Jeez. But yeah, so I was going to say this ties into what we were just talking about before because if Forrest Roneros, I don't know what, how it will affect the prices like in the long run, but if people actually want Forrest Roneros rings and they sell for 12 mil or 15 mil instead of nothing, um, that might help enough to make Roneros good because Roneros has an okay... Uh, Stone drop rate and a really good Pure Forest Breath ca- drop rate and those are both worth a lot. So, if you add right. in like the rare drop actually does something um, might be kind of cool. Maybe. It probably won't be enough but it'll at least be better than it currently is. Some people think Roneros is alright. Um, But yeah, I think you want to talk about how is this going to affect everything like I think it's going to make all these shitty grind spots a little bit better that have gold accessories like Serap Neck, Kadri Ring, Oh yeah, for sure. Roneros, all that shit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's basically just going to be a nice little like buff to all of the spots with gold accessories, basically. Like, it probably won't be that crazy, but it'll be nice, you know. Um, maybe we'll see some people at Nagas again, you know. Uh, (laughs) I think it's interesting though.
0: I hate Nagas, dude. I hate Nagas so much. (laughs)
1: we talked about this before we started recording but i, I kind of just want to bring it up again because i do find it interesting like they are pumping everything into pve right now class changes pve grind spot changes pve accessory changes pve that are also buffing grind spots pve again yep. coming out with new pve uh like modes like new pve like games and shit like they're focusing so much on pve and it's very very interesting i do think that that's good for the game overall but and this is what i was kind of hinting at earlier whenever we were talking about whatever we were talking about i wonder if once they get done with all these pve changes if they're going to start doing the same thing with pvp if they're going to be like okay we came out with a we fixed a bunch of grind spots we came out with a bunch of new pve content we changed a bunch of pve numbers on the classes to help the classes that were kind of shit at it now let's do the same thing with PvP. Let's come out with new PvP game modes. Let's actually focus on balancing the class's PvP potential. They're already kind of changing the PvP scene with the introduction of a support class, and they said that they want to do more stuff like that in the future, like more like kind of weird classes. So I wonder if we're gonna see them put the same kind of focus into the PvP scene after they're done with all the PvE stuff, you know? It
0: would be it would PvP ladder arena win.
1: Yeah, I, we might actually see something like that. Seriously, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that's kind of exciting, honestly. Yep, like the PvE cool. changes are the PvE changes are cool and exciting. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, me Frosty and probably a solid like I, it has to be at least sixty to seventy percent of this game. Play this game for PvP. Whether you're a siege guild or you don't even go to node wars, you just like to sit in battle arena. Like, we play this game for the PvP. So it's like, I think it's very exciting to think that, like, maybe once, maybe, there's no, I should specify, there is no backup to this claim, aside from the fact that they are focusing entirely on PvE right now, and that perhaps once they feel like they have finished, for the time being, with PvE, they will give the PvP scene the same treatment. So I don't know. It's kind of exciting. It's kind of cool.
0: I agree I mean uh, that, yeah that'd be fucking dope I mean whatever the case they're at least like super focused on trying to improve stuff in ways that, mm-hmm. that are fun and different and not just like balance like they're actually just adding new stuff which is cool right um, exactly dude what do you think like the uh, uh, so what do you think the Kaposha enhancement like changes are gonna be that are gonna make it like better, but not quite tet. Like what numbers? Like a try. So the caposha ring is the same as a try crescent, which is fourteen AP. So a pry would be what? Like I don't even think you can't even really add just one AP per level. Otherwise, that try it's well, better than a tet crescent.
1: Well, my understanding is that it's gonna be PVE enhancements. That's my understanding of it. Is that it's a Sula 2.0? So
0: it's gonna add monster damage. Ah. That sucks. Then Ron Ross Rings are going to go back down to nothing. <laughs> I mean, if That's it, what if I it, heard, anyway. Yeah.
1: I read it. I think I. <coughs> excuse me. I think I read it on Reddit, ironically. Uh, I think I saw some people talking about it in there that it's going to give, like, a bunch of, like, PvE damage, basically.
0: Like, a shitload. Yeah, uh, that's so unfortunate. Because, yeah, if it doesn't affect brackets, no one's going to actually go for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what people it just depends on how much right if it's like a sula where it's just like oh you get one pve like one monster damage then yeah nobody cares but if it's like a bunch then you know there's a pretty good chance yeah it's like the same thing with the katan weapon right they might do it the same thing with Takaposhi accessories what they did with the katan which we still don't have where it's like yeah it doesn't like have ap on it but you get a massive amount of PVE damage so that it is only used in PVE, and it's actually more effective than just using your straight AP here. you know? Right. They might end up doing the same thing with Kaposha accessories, where it's like, yeah, try tri-Kaposha accessory, uh, you know, it's going to be a tri-crescent instead of that tech crescent that you have, so it's going to be, you know, you maybe you lose your bracket, but you get like 50 monster damage or like 100 monster damage or just something
0: insane, you know? <laughs> okay, 50 or 100 would be so busted.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying,
0: though. No, because that's I, what they I, did with I mean, they said, they said specifically it's not going to be better than Tet and Pen, So I doubt they'd do 50 on a Kaposha. But it
1: wouldn't be. It I'm, wouldn't be better would, than Tet or Pen for PvP.
0: Yeah, but they didn't really specify that it was not going to be better in PvP. They just said not going to be better, period. I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think they really... the thing is,
1: is if it's not going to be better than tether Pin, then nobody's going to use it. Well, and either they're going to realize that before they come out with it, or they're going to realize it shortly afterwards.
0: But if you can cheaply make them to try, and at try, they add one AP, because think about... Because now you're going to be able to wear multiple, right? Because you can get multiple. So, you can fill out your whole wheel with Kaposha accessories, would be my guess. So, if you have, like... Let's say at try, they get one AP. So you have two Kaposha rings, so that's two more AP. Two Kaposha earrings, so that'd be two more AP past try there. So that'd be four more uh, sheet AP. That'd actually, like, put you in a new bracket. So it would actually help new players, but still not fuck the people that already went for Tet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe? I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do either, but I hope it's a little bit more than just what Asula does, just because people don't enhance Asulas, really, unless they're just like, oh, fuck it, I have extras.
1: But that's because they're bad. That's what I'm saying, though. All they have to do is not make it bad. Uh, yeah. I think having PVE gear is fine. No, I'm, I'm I think with that's you on PVE gear. Good, I just don't... Huh?
0: I, I don't believe that that's what... I mean, maybe it'll be Monster AP, but there's no way it's going to be Monster AP that makes it better than Tet. I, I just don't believe that that's what they would do with Kaposha. Know. We'll have to see. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I I don't know. They might just do it to where it's like adds one AP enhancement or maybe like a, a one AP every two days or something like that. I don't know. Every, every two every
0: two, yeah. It's just every commu- two days, cumulative yeah. up, updates on AP overs as long as the longer you wear it, the better it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, no, mean,
1: I, was, I was reading a message, yeah. but we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, it could be cool. I'm excited, though, if hopefully it'll make, like, shit spots a little bit better. I'm trying to think, where else are there gold accessories that basically no one wants?
1: Think think about this. If they actually come out with PvE gear that's, like, actually, like, just straight up better than your AP brackets, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that is how you grind this new insane ash forest spot.
0: You know, it's funny you bring that up because every video I've seen, no one can kill those mobs, right? Where those yeah. mobs, like, fuck them over. But in the in the PTR that added the history of changes, they also changed to Ash Forest and gave the mobs 10% more AP and increased their attack speed. Jesus Christ. So, I'm like, they saw... They must have seen... Someone went on there and killed the mobs. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. These are not supposed to be killable. What are you doing?
1: See, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they might actually be adding... Because like they're doing with all this other PvE changes, they might actually be trying to add more pve
0: specific gear yeah, pve agree, yeah. weapons with, pve I'm accessories
1: maybe 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 they even add some sort of pve armor
0: i'm not i'm not against your thought here i just don't think it's kaposha that's all i'm saying
1: yeah it's pve but I, armor because I, I i i from the moment they announced ash forest i was like that doesn't make sense for our game like it just doesn't nobody can do that it doesn't make sense so, it had to be, okay, well, they're going to add something that makes it make sense. Everybody thought, oh, maybe it's going to be Shy. Shy is going to make it make sense because it's a support class. Well, congrats. Shy still can't help with it. It's still too insane. And they're buffing it now. So, it still doesn't make sense. So, they're still, they have to add something to where it makes sense to be in the game. Right? Mm. Like, that's, that's the way my thought process is working anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it is a party spot. Dude, even as a party, Dude, like, as a, unless that trash is literally worth like 10 mil, like twi- per trash. It's worth like 20k. <laughs> 20k? Yeah, it's actually worth 20k. Isn't mm. history worth like 15? Fucking 15?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's useless. It is. But there's a new, I mean, I, I don't know what the intention is because we haven't seen the accessory they're giving to us. I think a lot of people think it's going to be a new necklace because we haven't actually had a new necklace in the game for what since Tungrad Neck came out. Yeah. Which was like Basically. with Valencia fucking what three, two years ago now, or two and a half years ago? Yeah it might be a necklace. Dude a I don't necklace know. with HP would be worth so much. <laughs> like <laughs> an Eye of the Ruins but Neck slot. Yeah for late game players. it would be crazy. I uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, the place right now the place doesn't make too much sense unless it drops a shitload of caffre stones. Like every ooh, mob maybe drops it drops.
1: Something. Ooh, maybe it has a like a fairly high chance, like twenty to thirty percent chance of dropping a caffre
0: bundle. <laughs> it's not on the loot table right now, but maybe that would be so sick.
1: That actually would be kind of cool. Yeah, like a place where you grind. Like the money, like isn't good, but like you get an absolute shitload of caffres, you know? That actually would be kind of interesting. I don't know. Probably not ever going to happen, but that would kind of be cool if they did that to a spot.
0: I just think we need more spots where Zerkers can't grind. Like, it just doesn't work with Zerker. <laughs> Wait, so... Okay. All right, so I, I've, I've go, I go over all the time. that I keep rerolling. So I went from Tamer. I lasted three and a half weeks. I do love the Tamer. I think the Tamer is super strong. I just So hey, uh, yeah.
1: let's ask this cuz you were talking about this whenever you first re-rolled Tamer. Mm-hmm. Where's Tamer going tier list now? Because whenever you reroll so, Tamer, you said I'm gonna be honest, Tamer's going up in this tier right. list right now. So
0: 1v1 doesn't change, although 1v1 the thing is is like I do think it's not super easy right off the bats to be good at 1v1. You definitely have to practice. Tamer's not an easy class to play. Um, but it's like potential strength is crazy. I think its grind speed is actually pretty good except In Histria, for whatever reason, it's, like, only okay. It's, like, pretty bottom tier in Histria, I think. Unless I just couldn't figure it out. But I I can't find many videos where it gets more trash than even, like, a ninja. Uh, In Sacrea, it's okay, but it's, like, a heart attack. At Star's (laughs) End, it's, like, all right. But I just think most classes are still better than it. Um... At grinding high-end spots. So, maybe in grind speed, it could use a buff. But in the low-end spots, it's like fucking cake. Like leveling up a uh, Tamer or like gearing up like early stages with how strong Trample is. is <laughs> fucking... It's easy. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in large scale, like it's so important. Here's the thing. I got so frustrated because in... I'm not gonna... I People are so greedy with what their KD is that they don't want to transfer Rage to a Tamer because they only, kill about their, only care about their own kills. So, I had a really hard time getting people to transfer me Rage in any Siege or Node War. So, I basically only got to ult a couple times but the ult is actually so powerful and if you can get people to transfer you Rage, you can do it a lot. Like I was we one v one man up an Orange Tic Tac ulted in like a 45-minute Node War, he probably ulted like 12 times. Or 13 times, which is huge, because it you almost guarantee you get at least one kill, and if you position yourself really well, you can get 10. Right. Uh, but it's also, like, it's good on the outskirts. It's like fighting people, fighting against ninjas and kunos and stuff on the outskirts, and it, it's fine on flex. Like, it's, it's pretty good. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what tier I'd put it in. Where was it last? We put it in C. Uh,
1: I think we put it in D, pretty sure. Was it D? I think so.
0: Um, I think
1: we put three classes here. I can bring up the video, but I think we put three classes in D. I'm pretty sure it was Tamer, uh, 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 DK, I think, and Maywall. Yeah. Let me bring up the video and just double check real quick. Pretty sure that was it, though. Uh, Where is this? This? That's loud. Please stop. Thank you. Go to the end. Uh, so we put it. Oh, we put it in C. We didn't have any D's. That's right. I would
0: probably move it to a, a B. And the only reason not higher is because it still relies on that hundred percent. And if you're not a tamer that everyone trusts and have been playing tamer forever and are actually good at it, no one's going to give you rage. So tamer
1: is as strong as ranger Valkyrie and Lon overall.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not worse than those classes. And in than it might be worse than those classes.
1: Better than Warrior DK, worse than
0: Striker. Striker deserves to be down there too, but that's you. (laughs) (laughs) I would move it to B, yeah, for sure. At least up one grade.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I can can see that.
0: Well, there you have it. Yeah, there you have it. I think that's that.
1: Where were you going with that, by the way? Because I interrupted the shit out of you for that. In what? You were talking about how you re-roll a lot.
0: Oh, I was going to say... Uh, I Well, because I always talk about it on here, but I, I believe you're about to re-roll yourself. So oh, yeah. What, I'm, re- I'm re-rolling wizard. You're going to wizard. Why are you going to wizard?
1: Uh, there. So there's a lot of issues with Zerker that are very frustrating to deal with. And those issues are brought forward 10 times whenever you have shit internet, like myself. Um, my upload-download is fine, but my internet is very inconsistent. I can literally watch it every time I play a game of League. My ping will go from, like, sitting between 40 and 70. Every couple minutes, it'll just jump up. Or even faster than that, every, like, 30 seconds sometimes, it'll jump up to, like, 700 And in competitive games like BDO or like League of Legends or whatever I'm playing, that is a death sentence. So it's very frustrating to a deal with just all of the bugs that the class has normally, you know, going back to that. I think I still I'm pretty sure I still have it bookmarked that huge community post of all of the bugs that Zerker has. I think I still have it bookmarked if you remember it frosty yeah i do here community berserker bug thread so i'll put it in chat just in case you've forgotten you can just look over that to see what i'm talking about i'll leave a link to it in the description of this video as well just so in case you're wondering all of the uh bugs that zerker has you can kind of look through this and get a feel for what zerker's have to deal with on the daily um of course we don't deal with these all the time a lot of these are like inconsistent so it's not you know, this is a very extreme thing where you're looking at literally every single bug that is known by the Berserker community. We have to deal with these, like maybe one of these every fight, right? One or two of these every fight. So it's not so extreme that it's unplayable, just annoying. Issue being, right. I'm playing a class that relies very heavily on grabs, and I am very laggy at times, very inconsistent. Uh, I'm also a class that doesn't have a lot of protection, despite what people like Frosty like to talk about. So uh, movement is very key. A lot of unprotected movement or just movement in general, Uh, being de and laggy and just terrible in terms of my internet connection and also my skill uh, makes it very hard to deal with. So... This isn't the first time I've done this. I rerolled to wizard a long time ago because I was playing warrior and I was tired of losing one v ones. I won't say entirely due to the internet issues that I have, but a lot in part due to the internet issues that I had. So I rerolled from warrior to wizard. That was right before the uh, that was right before the protection changes came actually. So I jumped off that ship at a good time. Uh, so I'm basically just doing that again. I'm playing a class that specializes mostly in 1v1s, although it is good in large scale. I don't actually have a lot of fun in large scale uh, on Zerker, honestly. Most of my fun in large scale on Zerker comes from 1v1ing people on the sides anyway. I don't actually enjoy being a Q-buff spam bot, and my ulties rarely actually like work because of how shitty and buggy the class is and my internet is. Um, the other day, I popped two ultimates in a row where I got halfway through the animation of my ultimate well into the air, and I ended up dying when the it's supposed to be an iframe while you're flying through the air. So that things like that just add to the frustration, which that could be a bug with the class or that could just be my internet desyncing me to death. I don't know, but either way, it is extremely frustrating so i basically i'm left two choices do i keep driving myself mad by playing berserker which is a class that i do love i love berserker and if i can ever fix my shit internet and or these a lot of these bugs that i deal with daily get fixed um then i would gladly go back to it i mean i'm probably going to get some second weapons for it anyway just so i can fuck around with it if i ever want to and at the end of the day, I'm never going to delete my trial berserker because I just like having it. Right. So, but yeah, that's basically why it's very frustrating. I, I'm very frustrated with the game right now and very frustrated with Berserker and very frustrated with my Internet. So I have to either reroll or just keep tr- like uh, trudging. I think the word is trudging through the mud of, you know, being laggy and desinky and buggy and probably end up quitting this fucking game honestly.
0: So which I don't want to do. So you actually you actually do kind of like wizard though, right?
1: Oh, I do. I love wizard. Uh, wizard is one of my favorite classes in the game. It's probably number 3 or 4 for me. Zerker is number 1 probably probably Musa is number 2, which is ironic cuz I've never rerolled Musa in my life. Because I think I would hate it in Node Wars, but I love grinding on Musa. It's so much fun. Uh, and then Wizard and Warrior three and four. Don't know which I would put which. Probably Wizard at number three. So I do enjoy
0: Wizard. Fun as fuck. And you like the changes they got recently, or? Uh, well, like the PVE changes. Yeah. Well, the evasion. Well, I don't know. I.
1: I haven't played Wizard in a very long time, so I, I really don't know. I, I'm trying to adapt more of a Jackie Felix style wizard, where I'm gonna try not to be basically the last time I re-rolled Wizard, I just did in 1v1 because I was like, yeah, wizard's just trash at 1v1, I'm not gonna bother with it. Uh, this time I feel like I'm better as a player and I'm better I'm in a better mindset of like what I can do. Uh so I'm gonna try to be a better
0: wizard this time around. You get him, Harry. You'd be. A I'm better gonna actually wizard use Rabom
1: Fireball. <gasps> oh,
0: dude! I heard that shit's. I mean, the the way it, it's so fast, it's pretty cool. That's a that's a, it is that skill looks fun, dude.
1: So uh, I made a trial wizard a while back just to kind of see what uh, Rabom Fireball was about, and that thing is insane. So essentially, you can just like toss it out uh, while they're like, any classes doing like their unprotected shit. They'll almost always get CC'd, and then you just transition into a standard, like, regular fireball into fireball explosion into a uh, multiple magic arrow into a waterball waterball flow. Right. And nine times out of ten, that actually kills them. Okay. Like, it's actually kind of crazy. I also tried messing around with lightning and residual lightning. Don't think it's that good.
0: Ah, So good. Uh, Personally, it's so good.
1: I I just don't I, I just don't maybe I need to mess around yeah, with it more. I just practice, don't think it's that so good Practice
0: the residual lightning just because like dude that thing bound that probably is what catches me. Either that or meteor more often than anything when I'm trying to like Oh as a
1: catch, yeah, as a catch, yeah. I meant like in the combo.
0: Oh in a combo, I see, I see. Yeah, I don't Yeah, yeah I don't it's I don't too know. slow. It's too slow to go in a combo for you, me personally. Yeah, I, I think, think it's better on Witch because the rebound lightning is instant.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could see Ribam lightning being useful for sure. Yeah.
0: Um uh, No, as a catch dude, yeah. the residual lightning fucking gets me, dude. And I think because it lasts a little while, it like it's hard it's hard to avoid. Mhm, for sure.
1: So, anyway, yeah, by the next podcast I'll probably be a wizard. So, that'll be a thing. I'll be on uh you won't see me on Reslar anymore. Uh I'll, I'll be on Reeslar cuz that's <laughs> my my wizard's name.
0: Yeah okay yeah. so um <laughs> we done we good yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah we're done all that's right. it
0: um so one thing i'm gonna actually try i'm gonna try to start streaming so i'll post the link and everything my my twitch is twitch.tv slash my internet like actually can handle it now so i'm i don't know we'll see what happens but i'm probably not going to stream all the time but i will try to stream if i'm pvping and stuff and uh maybe doing node, stream, wars, like node wars and stuff yeah. yeah that would be cool stream some node wars uh we have a castle this week so probably not much going on but uh and then we might we're, we're still talking about it but we'll let everyone know in the discord so join the discord but there's a chance we'll we might try to do just have the show streaming live while we record it so if you want to join in live and maybe we have people that can actually interact with us occasionally That'd be kind of yeah. a cool dynamic that we haven't been able to have. So we'll let you know if we do that or when we do that. Uh, but yeah, Twitch.tv/sofrosty, just straight up S-O-F-R-O-S-T-Y. Um, also, make sure that you comment on the YouTube post so we can read your comments. If you have suggestions, put them in the topic suggestions on Discord, and eventually either we'll get to them if it's a really good one we think we should talk in depth about it, or uh, we'll try to rapid fire through them like we did today. Um, share the post share the uh the video and the podcast and everything with anyone you can let's get the word out there we need more people and uh yeah that's uh that's that yeah so you can check out
1: uh frosty switch in the description i'll make sure to put it down there uh with everything else uh sorry about this being a little bit shorter again there's just not that much going on uh this week in terms of like news and stuff like that Um, probably going to have a guest next week, like 90% sure, uh, like maybe 40 to 50% sure it's going to be an EU guest. So EU people look forward to that. Um, again, no guarantees, but we're trying to make it happen. Like I said, we are trying to change how we do things here. So if some little things change here and there, uh, either with this episode or the next couple over the next like month or so, don't panic. We're, you know, trying new things out. We're going to see if it ends up working out. Um, and like Frosty said, we might start live streaming, so make sure you join the discord because that's the only place that you are going to be able to know what the fuck is going on with this podcast and with me and Frosty and the things that we do. So make sure you join the discord also down in the description down below. Uh, I still want to know what guild you guys are in. Uh, I appreciate all the people that commented on this, uh, or last video, uh, letting us know. I still want more of you guys to tell us your guild because I want to know what kind of demographic we're looking at so far we know we have a super geared circuit uh from EU we have one of the top uh one of the gms of one of the top guilds in EU that listens to the podcast which is super interesting of course itex who's one of our friends in versatile listens i know a bunch of uh, our other friends from uh versatile and other places listen i know there's some clash people that listen uh some BNA people that listen like good and drunk was saying um we need to have ollie on frosty from BNA yeah
0: that actually is a good idea
1: ollie would be fun i, I told him that we would have him on a while back and i just completely forgot yeah. about it i want to bring ollie on and just hang out with him for a while
0: he joined the discord we'll see. just let him know that'd be cool
1: Yeah, yeah yeah that would actually be really really fun we should do that sometime but anyway guys let me know what guild you're in, and I, I don't know every guild's what they do, so tell me what your guild does whenever when you whenever you name drop the guild. And you can advertise a little bit if you want, you know, some people, there's actually people talking in Discord the other day saying that they were looking for a guild to join, so advertise your guild, this is the place to do it, so thanks for listening guys, make sure you drop a comment, like, whatever you want to do, and uh, thanks for listening, we'll catch you next week.